0: We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by his word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Welcome to church one more time. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. I am so excited. Today is the second Sunday of the month. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is our month of double honor on our year of double honor and God is set to give you double honor this year in the name of Jesus. Right now in the UK, we are on another lockdown, lockdown 3.0. Don't worry, God's got your back. At the end of this year, you who survived 2020, you will survive 2021 and in Colors, in flying colors will you succeed this year in the name of Jesus. So still go ahead and make your, set your, make your plans, set your goals. All right, But not before you hear this message today. The Lord bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. I am so excited that you are here. I look forward to mentoring you. And many of you have been reaching out to me. Listen, reach out to me. The number 1 priority for you this year the first thing i want you to do this year is to set a spiritual mentor in place listen very carefully set a spiritual mentor in place that is the first goal that's your first goal all right so i have mine in place i have my spiritual mentor in place i was discussing that just uh, last week you know he gave me he gave me a seven year plan a seven year plan in fact we year plan he gave me and we are walking through that. So get a spiritual mentor in place. The Lord bless you. Well, let's get started. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you, Father, for yet another Sunday. This is our Friendship Sunday. Lord, we pray for all our friends who are not Christians. We pray that you reveal yourself to them in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for my friends all over the world who have come to hear me teach today. Lord, I pray for my friends. I ask, O oh God, that your hand be upon them, Father. I ask, O oh God, that even as I teach today, your word will come with accuracy and with power. Lord, it will mix with faith in the heart of all my friends today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Welcome again, my friend. You are blessed. Now, We've been looking at the sound of something good. That's what I have called this uh, series. The sound of something good. That is because I hear a sound in the spirit. And last week, we started looking at, we laid the foundation last week, and today we are going to continue. And so last week, we established that we looked at the pronouncement of something good. We looked at the pronouncement of the abundance of rain, looking at First Kings chapter 18. And I told you that you have to hear in the spirit because the Bible says, Elijah heard the sound of abundance of rain. So I said, you've got to learn how to hear in the spirit, my friend. You have to learn how to hear. Listen, being spiritual or being spiritually minded is a great, positive, profitable investment. Investing in your spiritual life is extremely important. And so I said last week that Elijah had a sound in the spirit. Before then, there was no rain. Nothing was happening. We are in another lockdown. Listen, but I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Something good is coming. Something great is coming to happen in your life. The second thing I mentioned is that Elijah had a sound in the spirit. In the spirit. So, you have to hear in the spirit. Number three, I mentioned that Elijah, it was a hearing of faith. In other words, he didn't see it. He heard it before he saw it. He heard it before he saw it. And so, I challenged you last week to make sure that you you groom yourself in the spirit, and spiritual matters. You train yourself in spiritual matters. It's very, very important and you need to grow yourself in maturity and also mention what the bible says that the secrets of the lord belong to those who fear him and so the secrets of the lord belong to those who reverence him who fear him who take him serious and god shares secrets. so that means that god has secrets praise the lord and so today i want to look I want to continue in this series I want to look at the prayer for the abundance of rain and i also want to look at the performance of of the abundance of rain. That is the prayer for the abundance of rain and the performance of the abundance of rain. Let's look at again our text for the month. First Kings chapter 18 verses 41 to 46. Then Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink and Elijah went up to the top of the camel Ahab went to eat and drink, but Elijah went up to the top of the mount, Mount Camel. Then he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And seven times he said, Go again, go again. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. So he said, go up, say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down before the rain stops you. Now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain, so Ahab rode away and went to Jezreel. Then the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. That's why I always pray this prayer for you. It's from here. That the hand of the Lord will be upon you. And he guided up his loins and ran ahead of Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his word today in Jesus' mighty name. Elijah got himself in the best position, head between his knees, and he began to labor, labor in prayer for what he heard in the spirit. Hallelujah. Elijah went to the mountaintop alone to be with God alone in prayers, praying for the showers to be poured out upon his land. Listen, my friend, when you hear the sound of something great in the spirit, that is not the time to play. That is the time to go into your closet and bow your head and pray through. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. I told you earlier on this this service that the first thing you want to do this year is to set a spiritual mentor in place. Hallelujah. And I am here to guide you throughout this year. You need people around you. You need a mentor that can challenge you in the place of prayer. You need a mentor that can challenge you in the place of prayer. God has given us a blueprint for success in life. This is not the first time there will be Challenges all over the world. It's not the first time. It's not the first time. Even in, back in the day, the Bible talks about uh, Egypt, that there was famine in Egypt, but there was a place in the, in Egypt called Goshen. The people of God, on that divine direction, on that divine plan, they were still enjoying the benefit of life in the midst of a famine. So listen to me very carefully. God knows about this challenge. God knows about this plague. And God has a God has a plan in place. For you, your responsibility, my friend, is to tap into the spiritual resources of God and draw things from the spirit to bring about a physical manifestation upon your life on earth. And so we see here Elijah Elijah prophesied and said, I heard something in the spirit. And I tell you, my friend, I am excited about this year because I hear something in my spirit. But what do we do when we hear something about our lives? What do we do when we hear something about our future? What do we do when we hear something about our children? What do we do when we hear something about our career? What do we do when we hear something about our industry? What do we do when we hear something about our prosperity? We go to the closet and pray through alone. Matthew chapter 14 verse 23 And when he had sent the multitudes away, talking about Jesus, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. He went up to the mountain by himself to pray. Now when the evening came, He was all by himself alone there. Praise the Lord. You must learn to be alone with God in the place of prayer. Ah, A prayerless Christian is a powerless one. A prayerless Christian is a directionless one. This is 2021. You cannot afford to be prayerless. You cannot afford to be directionless. Praise the Lord. You must learn to get into your closet, my friend, and pray, and pray. Praise the Lord. I know you have clicks and cliches. I know you like your Insta friends. I know you like your Facebook family. I know that you like your old school association. But there are certain journeys that you must make and make alone. The journey of destiny. When it comes to the manifestation of the sound of faith. You must make that journey alone. When you, if you want to end this year with greatness, you must make that journey alone. If you want to make, if you want to fulfill your dreams and aspirations, you must make that journey alone. Then things that, when it comes to the journey of life and the journey to the place of prayer, you must make that journey alone. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. When it comes to getting things that man cannot offer. You must learn to make that journey alone to the place of prayer. You have to take the prayer journey alone. You must take that prayer journey alone. Elijah took that prayer journey alone. 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 Look at me. You cannot afford to be prayerless. You cannot afford to be prayerless. My name is Pastor Eddie and I'm your favorite pastor. You can't afford to be prayerless. Let someone tell you the truth for a change. You cannot afford to be prayerless. Neither can you afford to outsource it. You must grow in the spirit. You must grow in faith. You must grow in the word. Praise God. You cannot take your girlfriends with you to the place of prayer. You cannot take your boyfriends with you to your place to the place of prayer. You cannot take your imaginary social media friends with you to the place of prayer. You must climb the mount, prayer, the, the prayer mountain alone. You must enter the closet alone. You must wait on the Lord alone. Praise God. You need to return and you need to return the word of God back to Him in prayers. You don't return what you have heard in the Spirit back to God in prayers and alone. You must return what you hear in the Spirit back to God in prayers alone. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. It's a very early in the morning. While it was still dark, Jesus got up left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Mark 1.35 Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And what I want us to notice now is the structure, the approach of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, so how he went about things here? Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he got up. Now, that doesn't mean you have to get up for, for, at 4 a.m. No, it doesn't mean that. doesn't mean or, or and go somewhere to pray. No, that's not what it means. But you must at least have a dedicated place where you pray. Praise the Lord. I find that sometimes, very late at night, is a very good time or very early in the morning when the world is still sleeping, when the phone is not ringing, when the emails are not coming. So so choose a time late at night, very late at night or very early in the morning so pray so, so sometimes people don't seem to need much very early in the morning. They don't seem to need much very late at night. So, but the time is not the important part here. The important part here, thing here is that Jesus was intentional. He was intentional about what he was doing. It says very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up. Jesus got up. Nobody woke him up. Jesus was intentional about what he did. You must be intentional about your spiritual development. You must be intentional about your spiritual growth. Listen very carefully. Before you start setting goals for your finances, for your children, set spiritual goals first. Before you choose a coach for your finances or choose a coach for your career, have a spiritual mentor first. Have a spiritual mentor first. One with an anointing. One with grace. And the one that has your number. Not the one whose number you have. (laughs) He was intentional. He intentionally got up early. So whether it's late at night or early in the morning, be intentional. He intentionally left the house. Leaving all distractions behind. My friend, 2021, you need to leave all distractions behind. You are carrying too many friends. You are carrying too many luggages. You are involved in too many things. Things that that do not have any impact. Impact on your destiny, on your goals, on your aspirations. You are carrying too many things. You are not focused. Your focus is fragmented. You have your hands on, in, too many, on, in too many pies. You are chasing too many rabbits. You are chasing too many rabbits. And you end up catching none. Jesus intentionally left the house leaving all distractions behind. And you can imagine what life around Jesus will be like. I mean, this is the miracle man. So you can imagine what his life will be like. You can imagine the number of people that just surround him daily. Praise the Lord. He intentionally sought out and found a solitary place. He intentionally sought out out and found a place where he can be with the Lord and pray. Find a solitary place in your home. Find a place in your home. A place where you can meet with God every day. And don't use your children as an excuse. Don't use your children as an excuse for a prayerless life. No. Don't use your career as an excuse for prayerlessness. No. Just as you have a naughty corner at home. You know, back in the day, when you, when you, when you, are, raising, when you are raising children, you, when you raise children, you have naughty corners or a naughty corner. Anyone who disobeys the order of the house or who does not do what they are meant to do, they go to the naughty corner. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> And the children know. They know the naughty corner. So you too must have a prayer corner. And let your children know that you have a prayer corner. Praise the Lord. Have a prayer corner. So don't give me the lame excuse that your children don't allow you to pray. That is lame. And that is, that is not nice. Using those God-given gifts of God, your children, as an excuse for your lack of prayer. That's that's, that's not nice. Take responsibility. It's your lack of organization and structure that robs you of a good prayer life. Not your children. Not your career. Not your career. You can structure yourself to submit your report at work when you need to. But you cannot structure yourself to have a half an hour time in prayers with God. What does that say? What does that say? about your, your priorities? What does that say about your focus? So if we want to be successful in our prayer life, we must be intentional and deliberate about it. And hanging around Christians doesn't make... <laughs> hanging around Christians or hanging around people who pray doesn't make you, doesn't make you a prayerful person. Prayer is action. Prayer requires skill. So they told Jesus, Master, teach us to pray. And the disciples of John told John, Master, teach us to pray. So it's not what you wish. No, it's what you act upon. We can't just get out there and just be willy-nilly about our prayer life, pray when we have a chance, a minute here, a minute there. No! No! That cannot deliver on the aspirations of life. That cannot withstand the devil either. We must find a time where we get into our closet and have a proper conversation with the Lord about the day, about the month, about the season. We must have a place daily where we go into and have a proper conversation where we bear our hearts, bear our thoughts and ask God for the anointing of the Holy Ghost to be upon us for the day, for the hour, for the season and for the year. Those times when we are recharged and renewed, where faith comes, where every outer of doubt is eliminated on our knees in prayers, backed by the word of God. Now let's look at the example of Jesus again. In Mark chapter 1, verse 37, verse 36, look at what happens when everybody woke up. The Bible says Jesus left the house very early. But look at the moment they woke up. Verse 36, Simon and his companions went to look for him. And when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. Everyone is looking for you. That sounds like your life. Everybody wants a piece of you because you have your pies, you have your, your fingers in many pies. You are chasing the things that God has not, that God does not, has not planned for you. Everyone is looking for you. So what, does, what did Jesus do? Look at verse 38. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else, to the nearby villages, so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. That is why I have come. Verse 39. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving away demons. He went, he went right back to work. After prayers, they came to him. Hi, hey, everybody looking for you. Everybody want a piece of you. And Jesus said, that, that, is, that, is, that is not why I am here. He said, that is, he said this is why I have come. And then he went straight into his walk. So why are you here? Right there, Jesus told Peter, told his disciples that, listen, I am not here for the fame. I'm not here to please everybody. There's a reason why I am here. Everybody, everybody, everybody. He says, let us go. Uh, what did he say? He says, says, everyone is looking for you. And that's how you feel most of the time. You are under, always under constant pressure to be on Instagram. Always under, under constant pressure to be on Facebook. Always under constant pressure. Like, like everybody wants something from you. Is that why you are here? Why are you here? Why are you here? You post on Instagram like your hair is on fire. But really, why are you here? Why are you here? Why have you come? Why has God spared your life to see 2021 when those better, better than you died last year? Why, did God spare, why has God spared your life to see today, 2021, when those better than you passed last year? The Bible makes reference to the prayer of Elijah. It said he was a man of like passion. In other words, he was just like us. And so I want to challenge you this year to get into, to make that journey. The Bible says Elijah, he climbed up to the Mount Camel alone, bowed his, head, bowed his head alone to pray because of what he heard in the spirit. We also heard it from, look, look, at, look, look, we also look at the life of Jesus, how he left home very early in the morning to a solitary place to pray because of the assignment that God has for him in life. So, what kind of prayer was this really? I also want to look at the prayer for the abundance of rain. Number one, Elijah prayed the prayer of faith. When you get to the mountain, when you get to your closet, What kind of prayer should you pray? When you hear the sound of something great about your life, what kind of prayer should you pray? Number one, you must pray a prayer of faith. Whenever we pray, we need to make sure that our petition is found in the promise of God. Oh, Lord, kill my enemies. That is not prayer. That is not prayer. Oh, God, help me. It's not prayer. Prayer is you take the Roman word of God back to your mountain and your closet and you present God with the word that he has promised you. Praise God. Without such a promise, we may well demand things contrary to God's will. Don't pray emotional prayer. Pray the will of God. Do not pray emotional prayers. First Kings chapter 18 verse 1. 1 Kings 18 verse 1, it says, And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the earth. You see, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go present yourself to Ahab, and I, that is God, will send rain on the earth, God gave Elijah his word, and Elijah prayed it through. Come on, write that down. God gave Elijah his word, and Elijah prayed it through. First Kings 18, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. God, If God didn't order it, you will have to pay for it. If God orders it, God pays for it. Always make sure you pray according to the will of God. This is the first principle of prayers. Don't just pray emotional prayers. Pray. Pray a prayer of faith. A prayer of faith is a prayer that is backed by the word of God. Labor in the place of revelation. Labor in the place of the word. Labor to hear what heaven is saying. Labor to see what God sees before you pray. Make sure you pray about what God has ordered. It was God who told Elijah to tell Ahab that rain was coming. And Ahab heard um, and um, Elijah heard in the spirit. What do you hear? What is God telling you? What is God telling you? would not you find it annoying if your brother comes to you or your sister comes to you and say, Dad said I should tell you that? would not you get angry? Why, why, why is Dad sending you to me? Why, why, why can't Dad talk to me himself? Wouldn't you find it annoying if your sibling comes to you and says, oh, just let you know that um, Daddy said you should do X, Y, Z. And what, what, what would be your first reaction? Why is Dad sending you to me? If you are a proper child, is that what you would say? Why is Dad sending you to me? Why didn't Dad tell me himself? The same thing. You've got to train yourself. And God is always speaking. He speaks through his word. He He speaks through his prophets. And God has sent me to you this month to ask you to develop yourself spiritually. To groom yourself in spiritual maturity. To hear what your father God wants to hear about your life. John chapter 5. John chapter 5, verse 19. Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the Father do. For whatever he does, the Son also does in like manner. So what Jesus is saying. I don't just do these miracles because I feel like doing them. I don't just do this healing because I see myself doing them because I feel like it. No, I can only do what I see my Father do. In other words, I have the privilege of seeing into the realm of the Spirit and seeing what God, what the purpose and the will of God is for this man. In fact, God has already healed this man in the spirit. My responsibility is to pray through and do likewise. Any action I see my father take in the spirit, I take the same action. That's what Jesus is saying. How about you? How do you plan to make your decisions this year? What exactly are you going to do this year? Are you going to do what you feel like doing or you are going to do what you see the father do? That's why people fail. That's why people fail. They do things because they feel like. They do things because their neighbor is doing it. They do things because their friends are doing it. They don't do it because the father has instructed them or they have heard in the spirit or they have seen the father do it but you cannot have access to these things if you do not grow and develop yourself in the spirit, in spiritual maturity. First John 5, 14-15 says, Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if you know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. Now, therefore, before you set so, therefore, before you set up your New Year's resolution, make sure you see God's face. Make sure. Praise God. Number two, you must pray. A, you must pray a prayer. You must pray. You must pray with reverence and humility. With reverence and humility, a prayer of faith. Number two. You must pray with reverence and humility. The Bible says, Elijah bowed before God, bowed down upon, upon, the, face, upon the earth with his face between his knees. It talks about, talks about humility. Humility. Holiness. In all, the secrets of the Lord belong to those who fear him. It was evident, it was evident that Elijah feared the Lord. You can't go into the place of prayer with one finger on your phone, scrolling through, and one finger on your phone, and checking Instagram messages. Oh, wait, one minute, Holy Spirit. What, what, what is that? Where is your humility? Where is your humility? One finger on the phone, and then we are praying in the spirit. What, what, what kind of what kind of prayer is that? You cannot go into your into, into your prayer closet bearing grudge. You are angry, you are are angry with people, you offend people, people offend you, and then you carry that baggage to the place of prayer. Where is your humility? Where is your reverence? And there are people who have offended you, you have refused to reconcile with them, and you say you are praying. What kind of prayer is that? Where is your reverence? He said if you get to the place of prayer, and you remember that someone has something against you, he said leave your sacrifice. And go and reconcile. Because I am not interested in your sacrifice. A sacrifice with a... With a with, 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 you bring a sacrifice when you have a grudge in your spirit. Where's your humility? Where's your reverence? You can't go into a place of prayer without, rev- without repentance, reverence, and accountability. Where's your humility? Genesis chapter 18, verse 27. Then Abraham answered and said, Indeed now, I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Just look at that humility. I who am but dust and ashes have taken it upon myself to speak to the Lord. Look at that humility. Look at that humility. Look at that humility. If you think that you have control over any aspect, any aspect of your life, you'll be the most arrogant person on earth. The way you take the way you spend your time tells me whether you have reverence for God or not. The way you use your talent tells me whether you have reverence for God or not. The way you give and the way you tithe tells me whether you have reverence for God or not. The way you spend your money tells me whether you have reverence for God or not. You must learn to walk with God This year. Walk closely with God this year. Isaiah chapter 6. Verse 1 says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above it stood Seraphim, each one had six wings, with, one, with two, he covered his face, and with two, he covered his feet, and with two, he flew. And one cried to the other and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And on the post of the door, we are shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. Verse 5. So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. I am that dwell in the midst of people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, Lord of hosts. Praise the Lord. Prophet Isaiah, who has been preaching from chapter 1 to chapter 5, when he caught a glimpse of the Lord, he instantly repented. Instantly. Instantly repented. When he caught, it was a glimpse. It was a glimpse. A glimpse of the Lord. And he instantly repented. Repented. Say, whoa, who is is me. I'm a man of unclean lips. The reason you talk the way you do is because you have not caught a glimpse of the Lord. Mm, that's why. You talk the way you talk because you have not caught a glimpse of the Lord. You behave the way you behave because you have not caught a glimpse of the Lord. It's one thing being in church. It's another thing being in Christ. It's one thing being in church. It's something else entirely. A different kettle of fish. Another level. Another league entirely. When you are in Christ. The reason you hang out with the people you hang out with it's because you have not caught <laughs> uh, ah, Paul. Apostle Paul said, he said that I may know him. That I may know him. And the fellowship of his suffering. The reason you do the things you do is because you've, you've, not, you've not caught a glimpse. It's one thing to talk the talk because you have hung around the church for so long That though you have the utterance, but you don't have the experience. I'm talking about the experience of the Holy Spirit that comes into the life of a man when they are fully submitted to Christ, not church. Church is like wearing a designer. These days, church is like wearing a designer label. What church do you go to? ABC. How about you? X Y Z. Oh, oh na, 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 na. who's your pastor? Oh, Pastor, Pastor Jones. Oh, oh, Pastor Eddie. Oh, oh, na, 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 na. oh, There's no Christ. There's no Jack. There's no experience of the Holy Of the Holy Spirit. There's no power of the Holy Spirit. There's no revelation of the Word. There's no articulation of Scripture. There is no Rema. There's no Logos. Just a shell, a shell you call church without the power of God. There are certain things about your conduct, your speech, your association, your utterances, your perspective that will change if you catch a glimpse of God. It will change. I want to end with this here today. In 2 Corinthians 7, verse 14, it says, If my people... Who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. It's not interesting. He had to remind them to be humble, humble in the spirit, and pray. Why did he say humble? Because many of them felt that, you know, I got it sorted. I got it sorted. Oh, because you've been to one wishy-washy go-setting seminar, you think you now know what to do about life. You're joking. You're joking, as I reminded them. Oh, because you think you have a master's degree right now, so you think that you have your career sorted? You are joking. You are joking. Oh, because you think you bought a house and bought a car and you have uh, two children and so life is all hunky-dory for you now? You're joking. So he reminded them to be humble. It means that you think you have control, but you don't have control. And so he reminded them to be humble. It says, if they will, okay, will humble themselves. It's also very interesting. He says, people who are called by my name. Can you imagine? Is that not an oxymoron? That those called by the name of the Lord are the ones that should be reminded to be humble and pray? Isn't that interesting? Does that not remind you of the present state of church? Church without Christ? He says, and they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. say, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I want to personally invite you to join me on a 21-day fast from Monday, January 11th to uh, January 31st, 21 days. Go and register. And details will be on the screen. GetToTravel.org.uk forward slash 2021 fast. Go and register so I can send you prayer prayer points every day. And then 9 o'clock to 9.15, I will personally pray with you for 21 days. We need to refocus. We need to reignite. And we need to refire our spiritual life. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. I thank you for the life of my friends. Lord, Father, right now we are all hungry. We are hungry. We want to know you. Holy Spirit, fill us, O God. Quench our thirst, O God, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray, O God, that you bless my friends today. Lord, I pray that you quicken their hearts today. Turn, us, turn our heart around, O God. Take us to higher heights. Take us to deeper, deeper level with you. In the name of Jesus. Let the spirit of revelation rest upon every one of us here today. Show us, O God, the path of life. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let, my friends, it's offering time. It's tithe time. And the details will be on the screen right now. God bless you as you give in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my friends who are giving right now. Lord, as we give, Father, we remind ourselves and we remind you, Father, that you are in charge of our finances. You are in charge of our life. You are in charge of this year, Father. Lord, we give because we love you. We give because we want to be part of those who spread the gospel of Jesus all around the world on this platform. And so, Father, we thank you. We bring our offering, Father, as a sacrifice, a representation, O oh God, of our earnings, a representation of our work in the marketplace. We ask, oh God, that you bless it. We ask, oh God, that you watch over us this year in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, my friend, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Christ today. I gave my life to Christ over three decades ago. No regrets whatsoever. No regrets. And I want you to be able to say the same. If you've never given your life to Christ before, allow me to lead you in this simple prayer. Put your right hand upon your chest and pray this prayer with me. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come to you today as a sinner. I confess with my mouth that Jesus died for me. And right now, Jesus is seated at the right-hand, right-hand side of the Father, constantly interceding for me. Lord Jesus, come into my life. In your name, I pray. Amen. Brothers and sisters, it's as simple as that. I prayed the same prayer over three decades ago. Lord Jesus, come into my life. And it's amazing how a very simple, innocent prayer can manifest into a a change of life and lifestyle. And so I want to pray for you. Heavenly Father, I thank you. We have prayed this prayer by faith. Lord, we ask that you water it, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, grow, my friends, who have just come to the kingdom, Father, right now. Lord, Lord, grow them in the name of Jesus. Plant them in your kingdom. Reveal your purpose to them, O Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed!